Hi everyone and welcome to the Youth Initiative Scotland podcast. If you're interested in hearing more about what YI Scotland are doing at this time, you can go to our website, youthinitiativescot.com. You can follow us on Twitter at YISC underscore 2018. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Youth Initiative Scotland. In today's podcast, we interview a woman called Linda Winnery. Linda talks to us about her story coming through YI as a young person, as a volunteer, and then as a staff member now serving on the management team. Linda tells us all about uh, her her journey through that, the different cross-community experiences she's had, and the way in which her life has been shaped by by cross-community work and cross-community life. Um, And she tells us all about her story and, and what YI has meant for her. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. So we have with us today Linda Winnery. Linda grew up in East Belfast. Linda's part of the management team for youth initiatives in Northern Ireland and has worked her way up through the ranks from young person to volunteer to project leader to management team. Um, Linda used to be my boss on the Crosslinks project at, at one point. Um, a fantastic boss, I should add. Linda's wife to Carol and mother to three wonderful children. And she does a lot and has worked with many young people in her sh- short-ish career, but getting, <laughs> getting quite long now. Um, so thanks for coming on, Linda. Thank you for your time. Um, do you want to, before we get into the questions that I've set, do you want to just maybe tell us a little bit about yourself right now, about how things are going and how uh, what, what you're up to in your day-to-day life looks like? Yeah, uh, so day-to-day flip in COVID lockdown. Mm. Um, I have three kids. Uh, they are seven, five and three. And so life for me at the moment, it looks like trying to divide days with my husband so that we can get work done and homeschool. And then you have the three-year-old who's not meant to be at school and he just... Yeah was absolute chaos and uh, no matter what you try to do so um yeah life life looks very different at the moment yeah i uh, i share the three-year-old things and i have the same same experience it's definitely definitely an interesting age to experience this everybody's home is exciting but not everybody does what you want them to do <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah so Thanks for coming on. Do you want, we'll just run through, uh, what I want to get at is your experience of youth initiatives and what it's meant for you and, and what, it's, what it's done for you. So from that point of view, we'll start with like kind of where you grew up and all that and then how you, how you got involved in youth initiatives. So you want to give us a broad brush strokes of what the area you grew up in was like? Yeah, so I grew up in East Belfast. Uh, it's quite... I grew up in kind of like a middle class area, um, but it's a very segregated city, obviously, it still is. Um, so I kind of grew up in sort of the Protestant East Belfast side of things, where my sort of street and area was middle class. It was like half a mile down the road within like a working class area. Mm-hmm. Half a mile up the road might have been slightly more mixed mm-hmm. between Catholic and Protestant, um, but it was quite, it is quite segregated. Um, but I loved growing up in East, uh, East Belfast, I had a great childhood. Um, and I suppose East Belfast um, has like everything on your doorstep. 
it was always a joke that we kind of had with some whenever I met these, you know, like my friends now in West Belfast, it was, you know, East Belfast does everything. Mm. Uh, you don't have to go very far to, to go to any like leisure centre or shop or coffee shop or it just has cinemas and everything. Mm-hmm. And in the West, you also travel to get mm. to somewhere like that. So um, it was it was definitely a blessing to be brought up in East. <laughs> Good. I think. <laughs> Good. Um, what what was your, the question I've been asking, what was your school like and how did you get on with education, formal education in particular? Um, did you do well there? Did you thrive on it? Or? Yeah, I was really lucky in that our education system suited me hmm. and I really thrived in school. I loved school. I loved the social aspect of it. Um, was always involved in like sports teams and like in choir. You know, I just, I kind of just threw myself into it um, and did well academically. And so it was never really struggled. Always found it easy to kind of make friends, have good friendships here. I'm still friends with a few of those guys now, actually. Um, and was able to do pretty well in school. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, so when, at what point did you beat YI? So I was brought up in a Christian home. Um, my mum and dad would have um, been very involved in our local church. We were kind of going every Sunday and I was part of a small group whenever I was 13, 14. And at the time, my small group leader had just got a job with youth initiatives over in West Belfast. Mm-hmm. And she always had a real heart for kind of the cross community um, side of things. And she decided, I want to try and like, get your people together. Um, so interestingly enough, we had gone away on a just the girls small group overnight to a youth hostel called White Park Bay. And it was the same day that Princess Diana died, hmm. which is why I remember it so vividly because mm-hmm. it all came through in the news and we kind of like heard the news together. But um, at the, so in that hostel, we turned up and there was this other group there um, who were like 15 to 20 people who had just finished doing a summer scheme and the word was to go away for a residential sort of overnight and it was youth initiatives. My small group leader, who was Kathy Willis, um, got talking to a couple of their staff which then led to her applying for a job, getting a job with, um, with YI. And I could sort of, whenever I was 14, um, youth initiatives were doing a, like a street performance in the centre of town called El Shaddai, which oh. was a sort of musical mime where you kind of, they depicted the story of creation and God's um, story with Adam and Eve and trying to redeem his children. Uh, and Kathy, I don't even know how this happened, but Kathy got us roped into being part of this mine. So we turned up at like 10 o'clock in the morning, had never seen it, suddenly got thrown in, and I was a Catholic protester. So I had to go onto the stage <laughs> with my like blackguard, you know, saying something very kind of like Catholic. Um, and and then and we just met some of the young people who were involved in youth initiatives in West, and that started something. So because we got on so well, Kathy and another, um, sort of worker in East Belfast came up with this cross community project called Crosslinks. And very quickly then I was involved in the pilot scheme of that, mm-hmm. which then brought us together weekly. And that kind of then launched me into my my life with youth missions. Mm. Wow. Um, so Kathy's the small group was part of your church? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's cool. Um, had you ever, uh, see growing up, did you ever meet a Catholic? No, no, I don't think so. Not that I was really aware of. 
because the city was so segregated, um, it wasn't easy to mm. meet people from the other community mm. because, and also like I wasn't like I was driving myself and I couldn't take myself places myself. Um, town, whenever we were younger, was still, um, you wouldn't have gone in by yourself in the town. Mm. You know, like my mum and dad had taken us in or whatever. So it wasn't really until like Crosslinks and, and mm. Youth Initiatives that I met people knowing that they were Catholic, I suppose, is the best answer and, and recognising there's something we've been brought up quite differently here and mm. like, what, you know, what is this? Mm -hmm. um, just as, as an aside, what, what would some of those differences look like? Like, are there anything off the top of your head that you can uh, think? Well, that's well I think because I, yeah, like my faith is always very important to me. Um, and I became a Christian very young and I, I never struggled with my faith. Like, I, you know, it was always something that I kind of really held on to. And meeting some of the guys then from West and just seeing the, how their faith worked out. Like, I, I had never seen a Catholic Mass. I'd never mm. seen the Eucharist being celebrated. Um, on that first day that we did the, the drama in, this, in the city centre, I actually met my husband oh, yeah. um, because he was, he was Adam. Nice. In the play, that thing. Mm. Uh, and so although we didn't get together for for years and years, it was the start of a really good friendship. We were friends mm. right up until our twenties, um, and we used to sort of like banter backwards and forwards because in school, like I was taught about the potato famine mm -hmm. in my Protestant school, and in his Catholic school, he was taught about the potato blight because actually mm -hmm. there was enough food in the country that it was all shipped to England. To mm. all the landlords who owned all the land and so there was we suddenly like as we were talking and becoming more friends and, and engaging in that kind of kind of the cross community good relations discussions as part of crosslinks there were all these little things coming out going like oh i never knew that oh no i was never taught that we were taught this you know yeah. i have never heard that before um and so yeah there was just all these things you would never have thought of yeah. until you had the conversation yeah that's very interesting um cool thanks um so what were some of the things you say then that was the start of your journey with YI? What were the some, some of the things that you liked about it, first of all? Then what made you keep coming back to it? And then um, maybe if you could give me like your top three YI moments, although we can get to that after you can. Yeah, what yeah. were some of the things you liked about it? What were some of the things that made you come back again and again? I love the people that I met. Um... Yes, initiatives has always been incredibly creative and so kind of coming into that environment where you knew the staff really cared they really invested in you like they they pastorally sort of like took you under their wing we had so much fun and just so much crack and um i like i remember like coming up with the dramas and stuff within crosslinks and just putting on the shows definitely my highlight one of my highlights you know, throughout all of my time with the initiatives has been the crosslinks theatre performances that we've mm. like written and then performed. Um, but it came down to the people and it came down to having a space where I discovered friendships that were like, they were new and interesting people who thought differently from me and whose stories were different and yet they were really willing to just embrace me and for me to embrace them and for us to become sort of part of each other's lives and it felt something different like it felt like we're doing something that other people aren't doing really and they're really missing out and so it just I think that it really just captured my heart for the kind of good relations cross community side of things mm -hmm. even at that young age of like 15, 16. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good so off the top of your head or if you've had a chance to think about it maybe do you have three kind of top three 
either funny or profound moments or, key, um, or even just key moments in, in kind of your journey? I think one residential really sort of strikes me and um, it was kind of really early on it was like our first kind of group of crosslinks young people and we got on a residential together and it was the first time that we did anything quite serious and quite sort of storytelling and sort of being quite vulnerable with one another um, because before then it all just been games and a bit of mm -hmm. crack and a bit of banter but this workshop that we did it ended up with about four or five people in, in tears kind of either crying because mm -hmm. they were retelling a story or crying because they were sad that somebody else was telling a story or um but it kind of got under the surface mm -hmm. and it kind of um yeah it took us to a different level of friendship because actually we were being vulnerable and we were sharing a lot of like it was like a lot of the legacy of the past like you know in terms of what they'd experienced through the troubles um so that would definitely be one because i think that that kind of launched us into a different kind of friendship another one would be um we as a staff member i took three different groups to israel and palestine mm. and we lived at sort of the divide there and the cultural divide there and how are they trying to overcome their differences and what kind of like cross community projects are happening there and then you know what, what learning can we bring back but part of that was like just being in jerusalem mm. and like taking our young people to the West Bank in Palestine and the Palestinian territories and then working on a, on a farm for a farmer who was trying to do cross-community stuff with his local like village mm. while really soldiers were coming and you know tearing up his trees and yet he was still being so loving towards them and just mm. sort of seeing that in action and allowing our young people to experience that was amazing like absolutely amazing like sitting on the Mount of Olives you know, looking over Jerusalem and suddenly seeing a lot of those like Bible stories going, oh, this is, this is what some of those mm -hmm. stories yeah. are talking about. Like, it was just amazing. So that's definitely a highlight. Um, and I think times when, why I guess together is a massive hole. Like I remember camps, I remember like residentials where you're joining up with different areas. Um, I think those would be the highlights to me where, because it's way bigger than just this little pocket of people meeting in one little area like I think we we come into our own whenever all of our kind of groups are coming together and there's like a big family reunion you know yeah yeah, yeah. I, I do know so is there any moments of like where there shows that you thought nothing was going to happen and oh, you totally. thought it wasn't like, going to and then oh, 100%. together at last minute I remember times there was one show where like Carl my husband who also worked in the project at the time was backstage with his hands literally like beside herself because people still didn't know their lines. And I was I was the dance tutor at the time and I literally would just have my dancers like hiding them in a room so that they wouldn't get caught up in the like absolute disaster <laughs> that was happening on stage. Um, like, yeah, it, it, like, it's just funny things. You get these little flashes of like we did a, one of the scenes we pre-recorded um, a food fight. Mm. And so we hired this church ball and just had this massive food fight like it was like the, the aftermath was like horrendous i smelled of like sour cream for like two days after it um and then even things like we had one one of our um made in the north shows started off with cavemen and so getting to dress some of our young people um, in like long cavemen gear and furs like those kind of things it's just you know it's all those things that are just really funny you get to dress yeah. you know like some of your young men up as 
as nurses and and the women on stage and you know it's just funny like yeah answer always carries a good message yeah 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 what what does that do um what does that do for the young people when you see them like finally pull off a show oh like it's invaluable um they spend within within the crossings project where they choose like dance or drama or music or art and then especially in the modules that they've chosen to do um, that get them on stage, they're, the confidence that you see mm. blossoming in them throughout this process is just amazing. And the friendships where they kind of come in a little bit shy, they're not too sure of themselves. Um, and then they, they just thrive in the environment where they're being encouraged and they're being challenged and they're getting to go beneath the surface. Like they're being challenged to talk about things that nobody, nobody talks about unless you, you know, you actually are sat down and asked the question. Like very few people now really engage in like proper, meaningful, significant conversations. Um, and then you get the stress of, oh my goodness, the show is in three weeks and nobody knows their lines or the script hasn't even been finished yet. Or like, you know, some, someone's sick on the day of the show mm. and can't go, or someone just hasn't turned up and they phone and they say, oh, I'm on a train on the way to the beach and I'm drinking already. Like, nah, I, I'm not gonna make it today. And you're going, oh my goodness. Um, and and the, yeah, between the staff having to pull things and the young people having to pull things together and they always, always pull it off. Like mm. they are amazing. And the pride and the fact, because they write this themselves, like this is like mm. a completely original theatre performance that they put on and they're so proud of themselves at the end of it um, and it's such a it's such an achievement yeah. you know so it's great to be able to celebrate with them too good well I think some of it what you've already said kind of lends towards this question but why did you then once having been a young person and all that and experienced all these things why did you become a youth worker and at what point did you choose that that was a career path for you I never have I know this sounds really strange, right? But I became a youth worker by accident. Mm. Um, I loved the young people in youth initiatives. I was like the dance tutor volunteering on Crossings projects, sort of, sort of 17, 18. Went in a gap year whenever I was sort of 19 and came back and went to uni and sort of said, like, you know, I'm not going to be able to help and missed it too much. And so after my first year of uni, I um, contacted Cathy, who was leading Crossings still. I was like, I want to come back. How do I like? And so I drove back from Coleraine every Monday night to still to do sort of crossings mm. on the Monday night, and then would have been um, just volunteering with small groups, like helping with the the girls' work. And then I graduated, and um, sort of naturally, I did social psychology, and I was able to sort of choose a lot of modules in my final year, and I focused a lot on intergroup conflict and in her kind of that kind of cross community mm. work mm. side of things. Um, and so whenever I graduated, there were two part-time jobs had become available in YI. So um, two staff members wanted to reduce their hours and go part-time. So I then um, got a job with YI and support. I was, I was part-time girls worker and part-time crossings worker. And I didn't, I don't know if I ever really thought it was going to be this long-term. Mm -hmm. um, like I didn't do a youth work degree, which mm -hmm. now you like, you, a lot of people, that's what you need to mm -hmm. do youth work. Mm -hmm. um, I got in there like just just whenever I was able to, um, but I I just loved it. I loved the young people. I really caught a heart for what Youth Initiatives was trying to do, um, and 
every time I kind of brought it back to, um, okay, what am I doing? Like, is this where I'm meant to be? I always felt like, no, I'm in the right, I'm in the right place at the right time. And my job has evolved and changed and I've kind of mm -hmm. done different things within youth initiatives. I've been off on maternity leave three times, which kind of helps, you know, you kind of go off, you have a break, you do something completely different and you feel yeah. kind of refreshed. I'm sure that's, you know, that's a challenge. huge break. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, it's, you know, but it's, different. it's not a rest, but it's different, you know, like you yeah. kind of, you have this like complete change in your life for a little while and then it's like, oh, okay, I'm kind of ready to go back into the real yeah. world and I love this in the real world and you get to jump back into it again. Um, and then stepping into the management team and doing that is like another sort of evolving role in itself. Um, so yeah, I, I'm still here. Don't know how for how long, but you know, until until it's time to move on, I'm here. Hmm. Good. Um, what is? Um, I mean, seems like there's a lot that you've already said again that, that relates to this. But like, what has YI meant for your life? Um, where are you because of YI, and where might you be without YI? Uh, I think YI has had a massive impact on my life. And I think it would look incredibly different if I hadn't have got involved. But I think it, a lot of it comes down to meeting Carl. And, you know, it, it hasn't been a completely easy journey. Um, obviously, Carl's Catholic and I'm Protestant. And we had to go on a real journey with, like, my family in terms of me marrying a Catholic. And, yeah. um, and even just the, the journey of, well, actually, like, how are we going to raise our children? Like... Mm -hmm. You have everything where other people were like, well, yes, of course you're going to christen them, or yes, of course you're going to baptize them, or you're going to dedicate them. Everything has been a, quite a deliberate conversation with Carl and I, and we've really had to try and work out what's really important to us here. Um, where, you know, where are we forging our own way a little bit? And um, so like we, we had our children christened in our back garden with a priest there and an elder from my church, oh. and then just told the Catholic church that we'd baptize them. Do you know, like, whereas in my church, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have christened them as a baby, like we would have dedicated them and then we'd have, I would have waited until they were making their own decision and declaring their own faith as a teenager or as an adult or whatever. Um, so it's, it's made, yeah, it's completely changed what my life might have looked like if I had just stayed in middle class East Belfast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, and last question is, when are you coming to visit YI in Scotland? I would love to. And we really enjoyed our trip in December, whenever we, we came over um, for the, the official launch. Um, I don't know when anyone's flying ever mm. again. No, that's true. But I'm when are you, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking Crosslinks on the road. Oh, here we go. performance in Scotland. <laughs> Listen, well, at the moment, because, because of COVID-19, we had to cancel our show. Yeah. Um, and so we've recorded parts of it. So there may be a screening in Good. Scotland. You never know. Good. We can send over the screening. Um, but that would be amazing. I would love to be on it like a shot, if that was a possibility. <laughs> Good. Well, Linda, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for telling us your story. It's always You're great so to hear, always encouraging to, to hear you talk about your life and why I and a very positive influence on many of us so thank you and my pleasure see you soon see you soon